Welcome to Entertainment Talk TV, it's Entertainment Talk's podcast for the television that we choose to talk about. I'm your host Matthew and joining me today is Bex. How are you doing today Bex? Hey, I'm doing well, thank you. The storms have passed, my my <laughs> rubbish bins and fence panels have stopped flying into neighbours' gardens and all is well. Yeah, that was happening to me yesterday as well. So, um, yeah, it's not as bad as what is up at uh, Scotland, they've got floods and stuff, so... Yes, yeah. and snow. Yeah, and and some snow as well. So, um, all right. Uh, yeah, I checked the um calls thing because uh, you have done a TV talk with me before, but it was uh, a year ago, January uh, twenty nineteen, because there was the the call listed from from before. So, um, yeah, I've wanted to get you back before. Obviously, we've we've had the chance to do it now and today. Uh, so thank you for coming back, and uh, we'll be able to talk about some. Yeah, basically, you know, for entertainment talk TV. All spoiler-free talk for TV, because it's obviously a bunch of different shows in different seasons, different platforms, so, you know, it's not all one kind of thing. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to go through and basically talk about what we've been watching um, lately. Uh, so what have you been watching lately, Bex? Uh, I've been re-watching some things recently. Um, well, one show was fairly new to me, one of them I was doing a rewatch of, and one I was introducing a friend to. Um, so one of the shows that I'm quite a big fan of, which I'm quite sad has ended, is called Defiance which was uh, an old sci-fi channel TV series. And it was just a really nice sci-fi series to have because it was um, in some ways a bit more lighthearted and more kind of like old-fashioned sci-fi shows than some of the very, very dark things that we're currently getting. Although I do also like the very, very dark things. Um, And it's finished now. It had three seasons and then was unfortunately cancelled. But they did wrap up all of the the primary plot lines before the end of that third season so it is still complete um but it it has kind of sort of vibes of these sort of star trek babylon 5 type series where um there's a post-apocalyptic event has happened to the earth there's been some terraforming and now a bunch of alien races are all living here together um in sort of small outposts trying to survive from bandits and so forth and it's about all the interpersonal relationships between the different characters from different species and um and sort of looking at all of those different things um which is quite nice because there aren't that many shows that are doing that yeah yeah it's interesting you mentioned uh as soon as you mentioned sci-fi i was like is Beck's going to say the show got cancelled because they're obviously known for doing that quite a lot and they uh sci-fi can- cancelling most of their shows the only show that i know recently they actually finished was uh was it killjoy they actually had the final season of yeah, um, Killjoys is an amazing season, and that had a preset length of plot assigned to it. It was only ever going to be okay. that number of seasons. Um, Defiance was supposed to have another one. I think it definitely had one more season in it, although they did wrap it up neatly um, in, in the three seasons. Um, it just left you feeling like you could kind of tell that they had wanted to do more, but they weren't left on any kind of cliffhanger. Um, interestingly, with Defiance, it was also simultaneously developed as a game. So it was a free to play MMO um like game online, um, a big online shooter, which was kind of existing, um, coexisting with the TV show. Uh, I didn't play any of the game. It was the game also got revamped after the show was finished um into Defiance twenty fifty. So it did kind of continue, um, although it didn't seem to be as exceptionally plot heavy in the game um <laughs> as it was in the TV yeah. show. It was mostly a, a big team shooter. Uh, which is quite an interesting thing to see, having having a world developed simultaneously for a, a massive open world game and as a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, 
Because obviously with, uh, what's it, they cancelled Expanse, that was a big one. Uh, iZombie, wait, not iZombie, sorry, uh, Z Nation. Um, with, with that, oddly Z Nation actually kind of ended weirdly quite quite well. I remember I spoke about this maybe like a year ago or so when, when it finished. But uh, that was the one where, because like, it was sort of literally in the middle of its run of its season, uh, Z Nation. And then it got they announced it got cancelled. But it actually ended fairly decently, which you know you can't say that for a lot of cancel tv shows it's just i think with sci-fi whenever i hear that they've kind of picked something up or they're doing a good show or something i'm like oh are you just gonna like cancel that in in three or four years or whatever um <laughs> yeah like, like farscape farscape yeah. was the one that caused i think the the most controversy because they had one more season written and they'd even been filming it oh. and it was on a massive cliffhanger and they basically uh, they moved wow. the budget that was assigned for farscape into the the next series for Stargate, um, and oh. which is why loads of characters from Farscape show up in Stargate. They just basically moved half the cast over. It was very bizarre to see. They make a lot of in jokes about it as well in Stargate. Um, hmm. Slightly fourth wall breaking at times. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, Farscape had a cliffhanger, and it had its final season, which was a massive, huge war, a huge culmination of everything that had been happening. And they went, okay, you you can do that in two and a half hours and gave them a Peacekeeper Wars straight to TV movie, which they had to edit their entire season into, um, wow. which which yeah. I'm glad exists because it meant you could see all the ends of those plot threads tied up and you could see everything happened. But you, it was like jump cut, jump cut, jump cut, because they had to run through an entire season's worth of plot in a single piece. Um, so I think that was the one that kind of, yeah, uh, kind of caused the most upset because it was such an incredible show. Um, and another one which was like a ragtag crew of people going through space um, and definitely definitely deserved to be given its its last series even if it had been delayed or um, needed to be shuffled to a to a different platform or something um, yeah sorry <laughs> yeah yeah um, the same thing with uh, was it Van Helsing this kind of interesting zombie vampire-ish sort of show it, it had both in them and uh, I remember I was, I was finishing the first season, it was really good, and then I found out it was on sci-fi, and I was like, great, you know, <laughs> I just kind of got into the show. It has actually got a final season, I think, but uh, I haven't gone back to it since. But that, that's another one where, like, just as soon as you kind of hear sci-fi has picked up something, or you're watching something, you find out it's on sci-fi, you kind of think, okay, is this actually going to see an ending, or is it going to get cancelled? Because so, they used to be a lot better, didn't they? But then they just, I don't know. Sort, Something sort happened of, with the name change. I think they they, yeah. they they weren't sure how to spell sci-fi anymore, mm. and a lot of the other mentality I think changed with it. But thankfully, we do have places like Amazon Prime and Netflix that do sometimes pick these things up and rescue them, um, yeah. which is which is really really good to see. But I mean, at least Defiance they had warning on it; they could wrap up all of their plot lines at the end of that season, and they still had their game if they did want to put any more things um right. in they could do it there uh, but it's definitely it's definitely one of those ones that's worth watching i i thought it had um just just really lovely character development throughout and this good mix of characters who are thrown together um hmm. and just obviously like there are lots of things that 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 um that happen because they are thrown together and people don't know how to behave or how to live together they have all these different histories and they're trying to tie them into some kind of society whilst also fending off anyone that might try and steal the last of their food and things like that um but still with a reasonable amount of sense of humor about it despite the fact some of the things that happen are, are quite dark and 
I, I do like that kind of sci-fi. It's it's quite easy to watch. The characters are quite likable. Even some of the characters who are definitely not good guys are quite likable in it. Um, and some of the people who are definitely good characters aren't necessarily the most charismatic in the show either. So there's, I, I felt like even though obviously, you know, they're all in makeup, it's alien races and uh, it's set in the far, far future. There was actually some nice realistic mix of of characters because sometimes the bad guys are the most fun and sometimes the guys who are there to to try and save the day can be quite um boring so it's um it was nice to see a good mix of all, all those different types of characters um and reasonably good effects some of the the you know the the, the cgi gets a little bit ropey in places as a lot of these sci-fi <laughs> series do yeah, occasionally sense. they need a shot of a spaceship and they haven't quite got the money for that um but all of the like the makeup and things, lots of the um, the real physical effects and stuff, really, really well done. Um, strangely, the first couple of episodes of the series are the worst, and I don't think that did them very well because they tried to throw all this money at their first first tiny arc. I think it's like a two part arc or an extra long first episode um, with all this kind of apocalyptic explosions and um, vehicles and fights and things and. Um, then could never afford to do that again. And actually, those those first episodes are the worst in the series. It's after that when they get into all the character development of things where it's actually binds its feet and is really really good. Hmm. Cool. Um, what else have you been uh, watching then? Uh, one of the newer ones that I um, finished um, recently was Russian Doll mm. on Netflix. I don't know if you've watched that. Yeah, I watched that uh, last year. I actually watched it a couple of months after everybody else, but then apparently, like you said, you've watched it even later than, than what I ended up doing. So <laughs> uh, how did you find well it? to catch up. Yeah, I really, yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, it's incredibly well written, incredibly well acted. I love the direction. I love the use of music, costuming, everything. Really, really well done. Um and it it is one of those things that really nicely blends elements of the fantastical and the ridiculous and comedy with some really heartfelt, deep moments and things you can really connect with and things that um, at some places quite sort of upsetting and emotive and um, affecting um, while still being in a lot of ways a hysterical dark comedy. Um, and people kept telling me to watch it. People kept telling me I needed to watch it, I needed to watch it, I needed to watch this. And um, I, I hadn't got around to it. And then after I watched the first episode, I was like, well, that's the rest of my day gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really, really liked it um, when I saw it. It took a couple of episodes to like find its feet. Obviously, you know, from a pilot, you're going to struggle perhaps a little bit to, to sort of tell the audience, OK, this is what we're doing. And you got to set you got to set things up and you got to set up your story, your characters all that kind of thing. Um, but I, I think I remember saying some point last year that like once it sort of found its feet, it never really, it never stopped. And then it just mm. kept that momentum right up until the end. Um, I think for me as well with uh, Natasha Leone, obviously the uh, um, star of the show, because uh, obviously she was in Orange is New Black for, uh, yeah, all of the seasons um, and that sort of thing. Um, and uh, I, I guess because Orange is the New Black is such a big kind of ensemble show, I never really kind of... Like, she she stood out. She was one of the bigger characters I in that show. Um, but, like, I didn't quite get, maybe get the chance to appreciate her acting until she was in this, and obviously she had a lot more focus on her and stuff like that. Because, like, like I said, in something like Orange is New Black, when you've got... I don't know how many characters are in that show, but quite a few. Uh, you have your ones that stand out, but then when you give someone like that their own individual show... 
they can I guess show a bit more of their of their acting off. So uh, I'm looking forward to to whatever she does next uh, and that sort of thing. Obviously, they have got a, a second season of. Um, Russian Doll planned. I guess that's maybe for this year or something. I've I haven't heard anything since, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. But I think I think I, I use the term short and sweet sometimes. Obviously, other people use that term as well. But uh, I think when you have because some of these Netflix comedies or you know these shorter Netflix shows, when you've got like half an hour episodes and there's like eight or maybe ten of them. I think this show had like eight or ten episodes. And the, it really helps the pacing a lot more, as opposed to like some of the some of the Netflix shows that have like thirteen hours worth of content, and it's just mm. cl- clearly too much, kind of thing. Uh, you know, Daredevil and some of those other seasons of of TV, Iron Fist, and some, some stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was I, definitely a all, all, all killer, no filler, as we used to say with albums. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that was definitely the case with Russian Doll. It was very. Um, tight pacing and obviously mm-hmm. being that it is a Groundhog Day style time loop um, plot, um, we won't give any more away other than that really but it, it has got that element to it um, and the fact that there's loads of tiny details um, to look out for um, at the start of each loop things are right. different yeah. and um, from the very first episode I was like that's not the same as that was in that different shot so it keeps you, it keeps you on your toes paying attention to it Partly because you very quickly start to spot things um, and it it just draws you in. I think the visuals and things on that level sort of drew me in. And um, I really enjoy these kind of these kind of plots and narratives as well. But uh, having it presented in a in a comedy fashion is what I think worked really, really well for it. And um, Natasha Leone, I, I remember her from um, But I'm a Cheerleader. If you've okay. ever seen that movie, no. uh, that was out in 1999 when she was a teenager. Um <laughs> And it took me a while to figure out that's who she was. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was kind of weird to be like, hang on a minute. I, I, I recognize that actress. I've seen her in this ob- obscure, <laughs> obscure, also exceedingly dark comedy film from from the late 90s. Um, and yeah, she's definitely um, evolved as an actor as well. And uh, her performances. Yeah is absolutely brilliant so i would recommend if you haven't seen russian doll um it it has elements of of i guess kind of you would call it fantasy science fiction but but not um yeah and is interesting yeah. enough to people who are interested in that kind of genre narrative but also if you're just interested in very funny very dark very well acted um character pieces as well mm-hmm there's not a lot of shows where you can get away with because usually you know in normal shows death is a sad thing if ever a character dies or a character dies in a bad way and it's obviously a sad thing in this it's so much more like you know comedic and because you know that she's gonna you know the groundhog day thing come back and all that they can they're able to get away with just some quite clumsy deaths there's some quite clumsy sort of like really you died from that kind of thing obviously we won't give away the the different ways that she she dies in this but uh it's very real. Yeah, yeah. People sort of... do just trip. Yeah. <laughs> People do just look the wrong way or be confused by something or their phone rings at the wrong... It's, um, I enjoyed how human that was, how relatably human that was, because every time I've nearly died in my life, it's been through something stupid like that, and I felt that was a very oh. relatable thing. Um, everybody does accidentally check their phone as they, you know, and then forget and nearly step out into the road and then think, oh my God, how did I nearly do that? But equally people do also do that and it 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 really kind of hit home just how 
real all these kind of little situations were and how she then starts to approach them once she realizes what's going on um i found yeah very amusing and and i I think i i could relate (laughs) (laughs) it's sort of like you know okay if you're a slightly clumsier person you could die from this you're quite unlikely to die from this but it could happen kind of thing and then they obviously show you like the the the, the sort of results of that so uh yeah great show like me and bexa said if you want something short funny and with a great actress uh and you have netflix which i assume lots of people do uh then you you should check that out and obviously get caught up before whenever season two comes out i don't know i think it was january last year it came out it was like really really early last year uh so maybe maybe it'll come out pretty soon so yeah i'm wondering what they'll do for another season because this plot line is done i'm assuming they're going to it's going to be like um quantum leap or the crow where this this mantle is existing um happening to different people at different times um uh, and it it will be cool to see a completely different story with the same mechanic um and how how different that could be um so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to keep an eye out for any details and and things that 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 appear in the rumor mill about that because yeah. it could be interesting if they develop it into an ongoing series of short series following different people because every series could be completely different. Yeah, yeah, like different places and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so. different different time zones, yeah. um, things like that. Um, Highlander style, you know, maybe there can only be one uh, at the time and it will jump through different periods in history. I think that there's possibly now you've invented a mechanism like that. You could apply that to different people in different countries in different times um, and, um, yeah, create an interesting section of different stories. Um, And I don't know if they'd try and tie them all together or not. um, But, yeah, I I would be I'd be intrigued to see how they would create another series. Mm hmm yeah uh and like i always say if you want to know when it comes back uh not where because we know where it's going to be it's going to be on netflix uh, if you want to know when it comes back i'm sure david will let us know on uh, geektown.co.uk so look out for that as well uh what else uh, have you been watching i have been introducing a friend of mine to a show called full metal alchemist brotherhood i don't know if you've heard of that one i don't think so Okay, it is available on netflix um but it is a japanese anime series hmm. um it's uh, there's been a few different versions of it um there is uh one called full metal alchemist which i don't recommend <laughs> which was made before the manga comic book series was completed and went off on its own weird tangenty plot line um and then later full metal alchemist brotherhood was created which is um a lot more true to the uh comic books yeah there's four different versions on netflix i'm looking at yeah, there's a live action version. Uh, there should be Full Metal Alchemist, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Full Metal Alchemist the live action. There should be three versions. What's the fourth version? But yeah, Brotherhood, and then just Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one that says this, that same thing, and then one that says the Sacred Star of Miles. Oh, that must just be a spin-off. Okay, yeah, but those are that's what uh, comes up when I search for. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Full Metal. So. Um, yeah, so the first version of the anime came out in 2003 and Brotherhood came out in 2009. It also has a pretty good English language dubbed version of people who aren't so keen or have trouble reading subtitles. Like it is one of those ones where because it's slightly later, different to the sort of 1990s anime where the 
the uh, the dubbed versions were sometimes quite comical. It's a pretty faithful translation with some pretty good voice actors, so worth worth watching in uh, e- either way. Um, but it's a it's it's a really massive, interesting world, um, sort of a all two alternate universe version of Europe, and um, alchemy is a power you can use to transfer energy or objects into something else. So kind of like magic. Um, but it's used for crafting and also weaponized and used by soldiers. Um, it requires a lot of training in order to to become proficient at it. So it is this fantasy world, but also quite grounded in a lot of ways. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty huge series. Um, it's based on 27 volumes of manga and the, the TV show covers um, pretty much all of it. Um, so there's quite a lot of episodes there, but it is entirely worth making your way all the way through and um, uh, covers so much. And it, it has this wonderful mix of um, looking at the human condition, looking at these two young people trying to strike out in the world on their own. Um, they both have lost, um, or they have kind of um, metal replacements for some of their limbs where they lost parts of their body trying to use this power of alchemy to bring back their mother as small children. Oh. And they've then gone into the army in order to become better at um, these skills and to try and restore themselves, restore their family. Um but saying that it makes it sound incredibly dark. It's also got some incredibly funny parts in it as well, um, because even in the middle of war, even in the middle of the most terrible things, there is still humour. There is still <laughs> there is still funny things that occur, and it really well balances some of the more serious dark themes it has, and the fact that these are teenagers and um, they're very relatable, and they have their you know their, their brotherly love, they have their friendships, they have their adventures, um, but there is also this massive overarching epic plot um involving the, the the sort of personifications of the seven deadly sins and um magical powers and war and everything you can imagine um and it is often stated um you'll find it well you'll find it very very hard to find people into these kind of fantasy narratives and people who are into anime to find someone who won't agree with you if you say this is one of the top 10 anime series is ever made Okay, and right. it, it, it's always on top 10 lists and you even if it's not someone's top 10 favorite if you say but it is one of the best series it's ever made most people will will agree with you it is that universally kind of respected and loved um it's also had a, a live action adaptation which is also up on netflix which um is, is is very pretty but attempts to do like 20 episodes in an hour and a half and therefore isn't very easy to follow um oh. They also cast a boy band singer as the main lead who hadn't done an acting role before, which I don't think helped. Um, that doesn't he tried, sound like he a tries hard. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, he, he looked the part and um, he did try, but the role he was taking on was incredibly nuanced and complicated. Um, and it didn't really come across, plus the plot lines felt rushed. So I would say um, if, if anybody is interested in a world of magic and adventure and um, can deal with some darker themes as well, uh, then even if you're not into into Japanese cinema and things, then to give Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood a, a try because it is a, it's one that I um, don't think I've ever shown it to anyone and then not just suddenly become obsessed with it and watch the whole thing. Hmm. Uh, for me, for anime stuff, uh, well, first of all, I've not watched like any anime things before but uh, I've I've had a little look around and stuff because I've obviously heard 
lots of good things about them. Uh, I can't remember if it was on Amazon or, or Netflix, or may, maybe it was on both. I can't remember. Uh, this like Attack on Titan series. I watched the. I did get around to watching the the trailer for it, and it sort of basically seemed like this group of people with weapons fighting these massive, well, Titan kind of things, and just the the mm. idea of that was was kind of cool. Um, I heard that the episode like order or something was was a bit mixed up for that but uh no the one that the your your uh explaining the full metal alchemist sounds sounds pretty interesting um and uh maybe maybe i'll give that uh, a try eventually or something but um yeah so is that like finished is it still ongoing what's the uh like situation? that's completely finished the, completely the plot finished. lines for that okay. are all wrapped up they've done the occasional um spin-off or a little additional bit of content but those those main series is um just run back to back in a one continuous plot line um and they completely wrap up the the whole story good good uh cool uh so did you have any other things you wanted to talk about today? I, I think i've 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 talked your ear off for quite long enough i'd like to hear some of the things you've been watching Excellent. Uh, before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'll let you know the other things we've been working on for Entertainment Talk, and then I'll talk about the things I've been watching, not quite watching, and some other stuff. Uh, so we'll see you in just a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes, and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Uh, Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we had a lo- another Let's Play Sundays episode for Star Trek Bridge Crew VR. That's not the uh, multiplayer Let's Play that I did. I need to actually do one of them. Uh, but that was just kind, of, just just kind of showing the game off and just kind of talking about it a bit. Not really rev- a review, but just kind of well showing it because uh, uh, th- there's a lot of different mechanics and things like that. And obviously that was with the AI crew, so. Yeah, you can see how uh, useless they are sometimes. Uh, so that's the Let's Play Sunday episode. What else do we have here? The Good Talk uh, for The Good Place. Me and David did a series wrap-up on Friday, just kind of talking about The Good Place for one last time. Uh, there's no spin-off in the works, nothing like that. So, uh, yeah, we said a, a nice goodbye to The Good Place as well. Uh, film reviews, Birds of Prey film review I did. Um, so that's gone down interestingly, I suppose. Not doing very well at the box office at all, but we shall see. Uh, apparently in some cinemas they've changed like the title of the film. 
which I haven't seen happen before. But uh, you can listen to my Birds of Prey review, both spoiler-free and spoiler-split. There's a spoiler-free sec- section at the start if you haven't seen Birds of Prey. So there's that. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, I did a li- just a little note kind of podcast on Better Call Saul, The Walking Dead, and Westworld, just kind of giving some updates as to some, some small schedule changes. Nothing's getting delayed, but uh, just uh, a few days that we're changing for things here and there. Uh, gaming talk last week we talked about uh, Ty the Tasmanian Tiger he is going to be coming back to well modern day consoles you know Switch, PS4, Xbox uh, so we discussed that getting sort of a HD port if you will uh, the, the the old Playstation 2 game uh, we talked about Nintendo they're apparently not worried about the Xbox Series X and the Playstation 5 I think they should be me and Robert discussed that and we talked about a big change at Rockstar and how that might affect one of the biggest companies in gaming uh, as well uh, other stuff we got classic reviews has finished now for season 3 the season 3 ranking podcast is out there we did of course do a preview podcast for the walking dead for 10b that will be back in two weeks uh, so we'll cover season 10 episode 9 whenever that comes back uh, better call soul preview for season 5 obviously that was in there as well united cast may united drew nil nil with wolves we return in yes one week not this not this weekend but on monday monday night football against chelsea and uh, we'll see what happens with that and uh yeah that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms all right to the outsider which i talked about on uh, tv talk 28 which was the one from a couple of weeks ago uh, we're up to episode six now this is of course the hbo uh show uh, adapted from the stephen king book about a uh like a murder mystery uh, horror and sort of psychological thriller horror stuff. There's lots of different themes in the show, especially up to episode six. I did watch uh, yesterday's episode yesterday when it came out. Uh, still just continuing to really, really kind of uh, impress. Well, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen too many people talking about this, unfortunately, but it's, it's been impressing me uh, so far. There was like one episode, I think it was maybe episode five last week, that was like not bad, but still, st- still good. They kind of stumbled slightly, but only very slightly. Uh, that's been the only kind of good episode of the season because all, all the others have been excellent basically um and uh you know obviously we're here to do spoiler free stuff so they kind of um let's just say they pushed the plot forward they didn't quite do the full reveals that we were expecting obviously maybe that will be for like season finale that sort of thing in a couple of weeks i don't know if it's got eight or ten episodes i think it might be ten because in about a month westworld comes back for season three and i think hbo might be planning it so that outsider ends and then Westworld comes back in for season three. That would make sense. But uh, we've still got at least a couple of episodes left. Uh, it's going to be some really maybe crazy stuff happening next week. Given how this week's episode ended. Of course if you've seen the episode you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, there's been this uh, female detective that's been introduced in the show. Um, and she's been. Let's just say she's been doing a bit of a better job than everybody else. And been, been kind of figuring things out. And uh, is the one character in the show who's not been kind of like just stumbling in the de- in the uh, detective side of things she's kind of been actually looking into she she's the one character who's kind of realized there's something supernatural going on with this and uh, the other characters haven't really realized that yet but uh it's uh, it, it, I can't recommend it highly enough if you're into well just good television which we all are I think uh if you're into like horror or psych- psychological kind of thrillers or even just murder mystery stuff with a bit of a twist uh obviously you got the HBO pr- prestige if you're a Stephen King fan I assume maybe you're probably already watching the show um, have you heard of it at all, Bex, The Outsider? 
It's not one I've seen. I, I tend to shy away from the scary stuff, I'm going to be honest. Um, would, you, would you recommend it for someone who's... I'm, I'm getting... I am interested by some of the things that are psychological thrillers um, mm-hmm. rather than your jump scares and the things that actually give you nightmares. Would you would you recommend it for someone like me who, who likes the genre but likes to also be able to sleep at night? Um, I wouldn't say it's scary. It's more the case of like, okay, what the hell's going on? That's weird. That's happened. That sort of thing. As opposed to like... You know, Michael Myers chasing you down, or or something like that. But uh, you know, it's it's much more in the sort of okay, this is very psychological and supernatural, and just uh, more of the mystery horror than actual like you know gore and stuff. There's obviously the the scene at the start when where the person has died uh, to kick off the whole actual murder mystery. But other than that, there's there's a couple of little violent scenes here and there, but like not nothing too horror sort of crazy so um not full-on hiding behind the sofa sort of like daleks as a child style (laughs) no it's much more about just these characters figuring this mystery out and just weird stuff that's happening with other characters and more just kind of like i i wouldn't really call them jump scares but every now and then these i'd say these characters show up that shouldn't necessarily be there because of the uh, psychological kind of stuff that's happening and uh, it, it plays more on that than like jump scares there's not really I don't remember any jump scares really from the season uh, it's it's more just kind of um, what's uh, the, the weird thing that's going on with the, the the murder itself and specifically to do with the evidence and how it's very kind of mysterious and they can't work that out and like I said that's where this, this woman has come in uh, and kind of basically worked it out quicker than everybody else has and uh, kind of uh, Put, put the other detectives to, to shame a bit but I, I i highly recommend it for well just you know in terms of just good tv um but no it's nothing too specifically scary it's just more about the whole murder mystery kind of thing which they're doing a, a great great job of so um we'll see how it's uh i think it's probably got a 10 episodes but may, maybe it does have eight I i'm not sure uh it, was, it also feels like something that's probably a one season thing i don't know if there's more than one book or whatever i know i know nothing about the book i just know that stephen king is the author <laughs> that's basically all i know because i hadn't heard of it uh even before the the show kind of started it just got sort of advertised and i saw you know hbo murder mystery stephen king i was like all right i'll give that a try and it's, yeah, uh, they're it's all worked. pretty strong brandings to uh yeah. to be putting on something like this yeah so it's uh it's really really great so far um so yeah that's all uh, yeah i should say where well, you can watch this on sky atlantic uh, now tv or sky tv if you've got either of those you can watch it all the episodes should still be up there I didn't see any like expert expiry dates or whatever, so uh, go and check that out if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, Titans update: um, I haven't actually watched any episodes since the TV Talk 28 episode. Uh, that's the last time I actually talked about the actual episodes themselves. I just got kind of distracted and stuff. I have got up to episode nine, so I've got nine, ten, eleven, twelve, yeah, thirteen. So five episodes left. Uh, I will finish it. I will do a season two review. It's just taking me longer than I had planned because there's been other things that have come out, like The Outsider. Which have just taken up uh, more of my time, so um, just kind of. Yeah, I've I, been it, struggling with Titans. Yeah, it's. I would say it's better in season two, but it's still got some of the problems that season one's got. Mainly a kind of disjointed story. Mm, um, it's so tonally jumps yeah. around the kind of the, the direction style and the the tone seem to jump around, and I'm I'm never quite sure exactly what I'm going to get kind of scene to to scene with it i think i've only made it four episodes into the second season and again i've done similar to you something else has come on and i've swapped to watching something else instead and then said i'll go back to it um 
So, yeah, it's interesting. We're kind of watching it in a similar way where Mm -hmm. it's easy to distract you away from it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's there's certain things like when certain scenes happen, um, I'm like, okay, this is brilliant. And then like they sort of, for some reason, decided, okay, we're just going to cut away to these other characters. And it's like, no, I want to know what's going on with like these other people. Um, and it, 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 specifically with season two, there's just some weird stuff where like they've introduced some really, really great characters, but just not focused on them properly. And I'm like, okay, you've got these really great characters in here that have had some really, really good introductions. I'm not going to spoil like who's in the season necessarily, but um, uh, in case people haven't, because like s- some of the characters that are set up in season one are in season two, basically, and uh, they sort of introduced them and then just like left them. For, for for a long time and I don't really quite understand that so uh, Raven's still just, just a weird character to figure out um, like she, she she had one of the one of the biggest complaints from, from season 1 that she just wasn't a great character to kind of watch uh, and she kind of still isn't for season 2 um, so but like, like I said I haven't actually watched any episodes since the last TV talk so I can't give any new opinions necessarily because I haven't seen any more episodes uh, something with a, which I've been watching on Netflix uh, Bojack Horseman another final season there's, there's just so many fun. it's weird there's a lot of final seasons but we're not getting less television because it's sort of like the ratio of either new or returning shows is higher than the, the ratio of shows that are finishing uh, which is which is just weird you just think if there was loads of final seasons of TV that we would be getting less TV because things are ending, but it just hasn't worked that way, which is weird. Uh, but yeah, BoJack Horseman final season they did a uh, eight eight split kind of t- two halves of the season. Um, I think I've actually got one episode left of the first half of the season, but I'm just going to keep watching it, if it as if it's like one big season. Um, there is the, in this final season, which is season five, I want to say um, they they had a lot of like just political bashing over the head kind of stuff stuff at the start of the season and. There was reasons as to why, but they were just spending way too much time on it. And I was like, okay, what's going actually going on with BoJack, and what's going on with the the other more interesting stuff? Um, but uh, once they kind of got past that, which is maybe like the first four or five episodes, it does last a bit longer than when you you'd kind of want it to. Um, they got back to just you know, t- okay, what's BoJack Horseman kind of doing? What's he doing TV wise? And what's because he's basically in this world, he was in a show called Horsing Around. And it got cancelled, and there's a whole, you know, he's tr- he's trying to get back into TV in some way, shape, or form. Uh, there's a there's a lot more focus in the well, the episodes after the uh, political stuff about like um, just focusing more on like okay, people's not like relationship kind of stuff, but like okay, how are these relationships affecting people, and kind of just in terms of um, like how that affects these characters mentally and like where they're going, where they're at and like how comfortable they are, that sort of thing. Uh, it might sound kind of boring the way I'm describing it, but it, it's the show's always kind of been about like, about that sort of thing. Like, okay, where is Bojack himself like mentally? Where, where, how is he like connecting with other people and, and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, it, once they got past all the, the 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 bad stuff from the earlier parts of the season, it, it's really kind of picked up a lot. There was this episode where um, it it was someone's uh, surprise birthday party, and uh, this thing happens that no one's kind of expecting. This character basically makes this big reveal at a time where it's not. I'd just say it's not not necessarily suitable for like anyone that's there, and because it's a surprise party, everyone's continuing to try and like hide behind chairs and all that sort of thing. And there's this like twenty minute montage of the episode where the two these two people, because it's this uh, this guy and 
his girlfriend and he makes this reveal to her I won't say what the reveal is but uh, he makes this reveal to her and basically they get in an argument and they're walking around the entire house and because obviously the, the, you, the, you as the audience know that these characters are continuing to try to hide so they're like going between wardrobes and like going onto beds and it's just it's, it's really uh, it was really quite funny and um, one of the characters has got this baby and they're trying to pass that around to each other and the baby's crying and it was uh, that 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 was quite funny. That was the one of the episodes that I watched yesterday. Um, and there's there's actually a couple of scenes where um, this woman's uh, like flipping back and forth between what she what she wants to do about this this particular revelation. And you get this like camera shot inside the wardrobe where one of the characters is like rapidly taking clothes off the hanger, and it's like cut. It's like going further and further down, and then <laughs> it it keeps it kept getting to a situation where there was like two coats left for the character to hide behind, and you can see like the worry on their face. Um, so that that kind of like surprise party, like they're, they're all trying to hide that sort of thing. It was uh, quite good. Have you heard of BoJack Horseman itself? I know about BoJack Horseman. It's weird because it's one of those series that people have told me. I should watch because I like things that are quite cynical and dry. Things like Daria back in the day was uh, one mm-hmm. of my favorite cartoons. And um, yeah, I, I, I've seen quotes from the creator, um, uh, Raphael, uh, Bob, I don't know how to say his surname, Bob Waxberg, I think is his name. And sure, um, yeah. he said that he wanted to be able to tell um, sad stories while they're still funny or sad stories without sacrificing the humor in them yeah and um yeah it seems very much like something i should have watched and i would enjoy and and it's received praise not only from most people i know but also just critically as well um i think it's one of those ones that always comes up it's such a unusual premise as well um and it, it is quite an interesting thing to think they're using this washed up actor who is a horse to explore very serious issues from what from what i've heard of it yeah, um, yeah. like rehab and, and that, yeah that's like one of the, the big themes is, this is season. a drug addict or an alcoholic or something pretty much both okay uh, at, at certain points yeah yeah and it's a, it's a very dark thing to 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 make as a, a, a comedy series but i think i would very much have to be in the right mood to watch something like that um and yeah it's um it's it's on that list of things that people tell me I should have watched and that it is very intelligently written and it covers all of these big dark things, but is also still really, really funny. But a lot of those people are the same people that tell me I should watch Rick and Morty. Yeah. And I've watched four episodes of Rick and Morty and haven't found any of them funny apart from like, you know, maybe two or three minutes in each episode. Uh, so I think that's one of the things that's left me kind of on the fence about whether or not to watch Bojack Horseman. Hmm. Um, yeah, given what you said, you know, that there is some really, really dark stuff that happens in the show, but it does find interesting and creative ways to actually squeeze comedy in there. Um, so that's probably, that's probably one of the show's biggest strengths, I think, maybe. Um, and like the the animation's great, all that sort of thing. So it's just really fun. It was just so funny to see these like characters try to just jump all around the house and they they don't know where the two of these people are going to go next. And, um, yeah, sounds like a good juxtaposition of physical yeah. almost slapstick humor <laughs> with presumably something that's quite weighty and serious going on in the foreground yeah um which is so. quite a, a fun and interesting way to 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 deal with something yeah yeah there was this one bit where uh the one character that's got a baby um they had to find a way basically to get the baby across the room without themselves going across the room so someone right. put someone puts this like mini kind of wash basket sort of thing there's very very small kind of 
I wouldn't call it a box, just a little basket kind of thing. And then, like, they, what one of the characters tried to put the baby in that, and then not like slide it like down a massive hallway. It was, it was, it was, well, fairly safe, whatever. Um, and then they put it in that and like slid it across the room, and then the baby ended up like right in the middle of where they didn't want it. And then all these, they, they just continued panicking, it, and it, it was great. So, uh, I don't think it was just the case of keeping up the whole surprise party thing i think the longer and longer and the deeper that the argument went on between the two of them the more they didn't want to realize they didn't those characters didn't want this couple to realize that they had been there the whole time because of the just the the stuff that they were kind of saying to each other uh so that that was great then they did end up getting basically away with it in the end uh through some quite creative stuff so yeah really great project for this this final season like i said apart from those first couple of episodes which uh, i thinking back on it i don't know why they decided to go kind of down that path but they're kind of past that now uh just a quick doctor who mention i am watching uh, this season of doctor who it's had i think it's seven episodes so far this season um my focus for the show really is kind of because i i do quite like the cast uh jodie whittaker bradley walsh uh you got um uh, Mandip Gill and I think it's Tossin Cole is is the other guy that's that's in the show. Um, just seeing them kind of interact and they're they're fairly funny together. Because um, in terms of obviously like apart from the bigger plot reveals this season, which I obviously won't uh, spoil or go into, the sort of smaller plots in the episode are really just kind of a way to push the characters forward. I find um, they're obviously a way to push them, you know, the the, the story itself forward, but. Some of just the smaller things in the episodes haven't mattered to me quite so much. It's just been more about, okay, this is just, this is the plot, but this is just the situation that these characters are in, and I cared more about how the characters were going to get through it, like, kind of together as a group and stuff. They've met some very interesting people, uh, some interesting um, actors from, like, the first couple of episodes. I won't spoil, like, those those cameos or whatever, but that was kind of cool. Uh, I remember so you saying that you were struggling with... Um, even season ten or eleven, I remember you said the same thing about Jodie's like first. Yeah, season, when maybe. they introduced Jodie, the I've only seen the first few episodes of that series, and I really wasn't getting on with the writing of them. <laughs> I wasn't enjoying those. Um, but people were telling me that some of the episodes I hadn't watched were actually the better ones. Um, although more recently, because I said, could I kind of skip that series, maybe, and try this one instead? And people are telling me this series, um, is much better than the last one. I think it is, yeah. I don't like the um, thinking back kind of on the season, uh, this season, this I think twelfth season it, it would be, uh, Jodie's second season. The first two episodes when they have, I won't say what happens obviously in that episode, but they have the double episode. I thought they were quite bad, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is like really good, a really big kind of revelation, all that sort of thing." I was like, "It is," but like, I don't think it was written very well at all. And then the episode, all the episodes since that, so the other, what would that be, five episodes have been much much better. And uh, just just a lot kind of simpler, I think, which is what the show maybe needs to try and go for a bit more. So, mm. so would think... you recommend I skip the last series, or is there just a couple of standout episodes I should really watch from the last series? I honestly don't I remember of... what happened in Jodie's first season, to be honest. Which that, shows that's how kind not of... a glowing recommendation. Yeah, for but, it. but her her second season so far, apart from those first two episodes, have been much better. So yeah, maybe skip. Well, if you can't there, remember, yeah, if you can't remember the last season, it can't be <laughs> that important. Yeah, yeah. So um. I can't remember when it aired either, so yeah, it must have just been. But uh, I, I think Jodie's been a great doctor so far. Obviously, some people aren't happy that 
a woman as a doctor, but whatever. We could, we don't need to really talk about that too much. We know how some people are like, but uh, I think she's been great so far. So, uh, there's that. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about today is The Deuce, another final season. Uh, I'm actually, how many final seasons am I watching? The Deuce I've finished, Bojack I'm on, Community sort of counts that ended a few years ago, but uh, Homeland's coming back soon for its final season. There's, 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 there's more than I can count off the top of my head. So, uh, But yeah, The Deuce final season, I think the last time when I talked about it on the last episode, it was only the first two or three, maybe four episodes, and obviously now I've finished the season. Some really, really sad stuff that happened this season. Uh, some really kind of, I won't say who died, but some sad deaths. You know, it's a David Simon show, there's going to be some deaths. Uh, just for reference, he's the guy who made uh, The Wire on HBO. And has and made uh, The Deuce this season, uh, all, all the seasons, uh, which is also on HBO. So he's got, obviously, that uh, relationship contract with them, whatever. Um, I, I kind of like the way they wrap things up. It was a little bit odd what they did in the kind of final scenes. But uh, overall, I think it ended pretty decently. I was, I was more surprised, perhaps, at some of the people that survived. There was a few people this season where I was like, okay, you're on your way to, like getting yourself killed off and they just didn't kind of happen and then they had, they had a few surprise and shocking deaths which I thought were were quite interesting um, but uh, so if you, those of you who don't know it's not about uh, well it is about porn but it's basically about the business side of the of that industry like uh, making the videos and the business side of things and running the running companies and all that sort of thing I, I did describe it on the uh, Last podcast, but just to to tell Bex what it's kind of about as well. Uh, it's yeah, it's the, it, it's the one that's in like the eighties, isn't it? Yeah, it does. Uh, I can't remember which decades, but it does jump time between the the three seasons, but sort of the eighties and and that and that sort of stuff. Um, and like showing how business changes and showing how um like, like the, the how the, the the criminal side of that can kind of get involved. You know, obviously people screwing people over business-wise that sort of thing and then uh certain people go to film certain... in that <laughs> <laughs> certain people go to uh uh film certain things and they get kind of screwed over as well but uh yeah i i'm i'm happy with the way it ended so i think that's uh you know the most important thing uh and like i said before if you like james franco he plays uh twin brothers in this show as well so that was uh some fun uh as well so he's i think he's a he's a decent actor i think because one of the first things I maybe saw him in was probably Spider-Man 3 as, uh, or Spider-Man, no, it would be the first Spider-Man of that trilogy, wouldn't it? Um, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy where he played uh, Harry Osborn. And I, I, I remember that kind of performance and not being too kind of keen on him, but since he's done some other stuff since then, I think he's uh, kind of shown what he can do. But uh, have you seen any of this, uh, The Deuce? I haven't seen any of it, and I don't really know anything about it um i've just quickly like googled it on the sly um is the main actor the guy who was in cruel intentions um i i don't know he looks <laughs> he looks wildly familiar <laughs> okay because I'll, uh, I'll have to look that up because there's, there's a few different main characters i think it's maggie Jillian Hall, she plays one of the main women in uh, in the show, but probably one of the main characters I would say is James Franco's uh, the, the 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 brothers that he plays. So, um, but uh, yeah, I you know if you if you're interested in some, I don't know like the, the the business side of that kind of stuff, or just in terms of how people dealt with certain business decisions back then and how it kind of led into the crime and. Well, if you've seen The Wire, if you're a David Simon fan, I'm assuming you've already maybe watched it. But uh, I, I now, now that it's like finished, now that it's not, you know, it's not cancelled, it's not like a okay, will this show kind of end well, that sort of thing. Now that it's all finished and it's had, I want to say 28 episodes, roughly, you know, r- roughly about three, 
you know, three seasons, around about ten episodes each season, uh, ended pretty well. So, yeah, I basically recommend everything I've talked about, apart from some Doctor Who stuff, maybe, and those... Uh... Doctor Who stuff you can't remember, <laughs> therefore you <laughs> that, cannot recommend. Yeah, it could that, be good. Yeah. We're unsure at this point. Yeah, I think that those, those all the seasons are on iPlayer for Doctor Who, or at least they should be. So, But, yeah, maybe just jump to the, the point I recommended. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, that's all the shows I've got written down. Uh, Bex, thank you very much for joining me today. Hopefully we can do this uh, another time as well. Obviously when we watch some new stuff, maybe I'll give some thoughts on when I finish BoJack and some other stuff that I'm watching as well. Um, some other, well, Basically some other stuff that I'm planning to watch that I haven't actually started yet, so I can't give an opinion on it. But um, yeah, in terms of Titans, the next time I want to talk about it is for a Season 2 review. I just wanted to kind of give kind of an update as to why I haven't released a Season 2 review because I haven't finished it yet, so... Just have to wait a bit for that, I suppose. I think what I might do is finish Brojack off because it's in kind of really good momentum, and then finish off Titans maybe. But uh, you'll know when I finished it because I'll release the uh, review for season two. Don't know if that'll be this week, next week, or when that will be, but uh, hopefully soon. So um, yeah, that's uh, what we've got for you for this episode of uh, Entertainment Talk TV. Uh, you can find Bex on uh, Trista Bites on YouTube and on Twitch. You stream Sundays and Mondays at eight. Is that correct? Yep, I put videos up on YouTube, usually on Saturdays at about midday, including indie comic book, indie games reviews, uh, movie reviews, and, and so on and so forth. And yeah, I'm streaming Sundays and Mondays from 8pm, um, doing a lot of talking about geeky topics, comic books, movies, computer games, some nostalgia, and uh, currently playing through Diablo 3 as well on the Monday. Cool. So go over there, uh, just search for Trista Bytes on S-B-Y-T-E-S, isn't it? So... Yep, I thought I'd be funny and name my name with a geeky-based pun, meaning that every podcast I go on, I have to explain how it's spelt because I clearly have failed at branding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you search for that on YouTube, like like I did, uh, you'll find you should be able to find Bex from there, and also Trista Bytes. I assume on that's your Twitter handle as well, isn't it? So. Yeah, it's Trista Bytes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Cool. So go and check her, her uh, stuff out and uh, join her on Twitch Mondays and Sundays at 8pm. That's UK time. So uh, obviously different for different time zones. Uh, like I kind of slightly mentioned earlier. Well, not slightly. You know, we, we like David and that, and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, if you want to check out, of course, uh, David's stuff that he's doing, geektown.co.uk. Uh, and if you want that in a weekly podcast format, a podcast format rather, uh, that's uh, Geek Town Radio on iTunes, Spotify, podcast services, all that sort of thing. So if you want reliable, uh, up-to-date information about if, when, and where, and when your favourite shows are coming back, TV uh, TV and film casting news, all that sort of thing, you can check that out as well. Uh, for us, of course, entertainmenttalk.org, we've got uh, lots of stuff coming up. Like I've kind of mentioned, we've got uh, three big shows kind of coming back at once, uh, Walking Dead, Better Call Saul, and Westworld in March, of course. Um yeah, if you want to support the podcast, more entertainment talk, we are on Patreon as well. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers for review options and ad-free podcast options. Uh, Amazon affiliate link, if you shop on Amazon, you, we uh, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. That's the affiliate link. iTunes feeds, of course, please rate, review, and subscribe to those. Subscribe to the ones that you uh, need. And do make sure to subscribe as well, because then you'll get sent new episodes when they come out. 
Uh, word of mouth, of course, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds if you see them talking about TV, games, films, or the Manchester United situation. Uh, we've got um, you mostly covered on those sorts of things, so uh, please tell uh, people who, who you know about all the content and that sort of thing. Uh, social media, please share them on Facebook and Twitter, and if you're allowed to, put them in different Facebook groups. And last thing, if you want to watch us play different video games, uh, Bex, like we said, is on Twitch. Me and David are on Twitch, and Robert is on Mixer as well, so check all four of us out, I suppose. Uh, on those different channels and of course look out for Let's Play Sundays as well got some interesting episodes planned for that and until uh, then we shall see you next time Bex thanks for joining me today no worries thank you for letting me back on the podcast you're very welcome hopefully we can do it again uh, sometime soon I don't know when but uh, sometime soon when we've got uh, new TV to uh, talk about I suppose there's no shortage of any of it so (laughs) we shall see how that goes but uh, thank you all very much for listening and we will see you next time goodbye